just you get to choose. Like here's here's the scenario: the the environment gives us something which can be perceived as negative, can be perceived as not working, can be perceived as problematic. The world's ending. So we get to choose to see it like that, or we get to see choose to see it as an opportunity. So clearly, that it's my responsibility now to do that for other people. If I have information, and you know, other people's success is my success, and vice versa. Because you know what, like the challenges or the roadblocks are the journey themselves. There's no big things. It's all little things compounding on top of each other. What's going on, Coach? So right, here we go, Provise Coach Podcast, and I'm thinking that probably when this goes out, we're a few weeks into the new year, and planning for the new year is a cycle, and I found more and more that that cycle expands and expands and expands, because you need to let those things, those seeds get planted and, and to grow, and then some that grow, they might grow quite well, you're like, still, it's not what I wanted, throw it away, start again, and get to a point where yeah you got to keep going and and but a couple of weeks into the year uh, it's it's where does the things sit now now we're into the work of the expectations of the year so i wonder uh, from from your perspective how certain are you around the most important thing for this year and i, I didn't read this book this year but i've read it multiple times it's the one thing and obviously the power of that book is that the more focused you are and more specific you are, the more power you can take to a particular area. And I wonder, as you're a couple of weeks into the year, or at least people are when they're watching this, like, well, how should we think about that in terms of those reflections? And there might be some challenges around, oh, man, it's not what I thought. Or probably more common is that, you know, the year's just getting away from me already. And I'm already in a spot where just it's the same ah, I didn't, I didn't create the space or I didn't plan. What would you say to that, coach? Yeah, I'd say first and foremost, a little grace and space for yourself. If, uh, you know, you don't feel like you entirely have it the first couple weeks of the year. And that might be uh, a projection because that's the way I feel right now. Um, you know, so it's 52 weeks, right, we're talking about. So in week number two, if everything's not perfect or if that plan's not super solidified and clear, that's okay. And I think to your point, um, it's about starting somewhere and tweaking it, right? We have to accept the fact that whatever we first come up with is not going to be what we end up with and just be okay with that or else we just run the risk of having three weeks go by, four or five, six, and not even having that initial plan. So as I'm saying this out loud, I think it's just, it's the idea of having a plan, of shooting for something, of committing to it, and of, of going after it. And uh, I myself am not quite there yet. I have ideas circulating around of what that could or should be for me. Um, but it's it's that level of commitment, uh, which can only come with some iteration. So a little little grace and space to start out with and then getting to that place of commitment, knowing that it's going, going to be tweaked. You know, what really jumps out for me right now is that uh, I've often said in the past, when I compare this to my corporate experience of goal setting, where the typical piece would be, it gets to March and they say, all right, it's time to do your goals. Have you done any goals yet for the year? Like, is, is it done? <clears throat> no one really knows. So if it's done it or not, then it doesn't really matter. And you know, I thought like crazy, right? We, we're going to be doing our goals in March and they have to do 12 months worth of work in nine. But also, you don't want to force it to be done and say like, I've got, it's got to be done by the end of the year. Um, so I, I, I can do 12 months work in 12. Because, you know, when are you really marking it from anyway? 
Uh, and, it, and it's got to be that you start the process, right? It's not, there's never a complete, but are you starting to work towards the things that are most important? Have you done the work and re-reflection of where you are? And essentially that can happen anytime anyway, right? Just, it just, just the world is set up commercially and uh, personally to, to meet these, these parameters. You know, so I, I love what you said there, right, coach, because are, are you now working towards something specific? <laughs> Maybe it's just the same thing that last year, the next version of, or you know, what's the thing that's going to really make a difference this year? Is this a, a year that you want to make some sort of leap? Is it a big change? Is it a is it a reconsolidation year? Meaning you made a big change last year, and this year is making some efficiencies, more systems, some some stability around what you've got. Or is it a scaling? Is it something completely new? You know, so just having the the baseline as to what that is, I think is really powerful. Yeah, I think it's your example of scale, right? We're kind of, uh, or maybe context, right? We're just kind of zooming out the lens with, well, what was last year? And, and what, what is this year going to be? I think there's great strength in being able to summarize or take a step back and observe the development of what you have going on. And then it kind of helps to clarify and ushers along the commitment to what this year could or should be. Uh, I wrote down what you said at one point. You said, uh, what will really make the difference this year, right? And I, I'm kind of thinking to myself, well, like, how do you come up with something that you're willing to commit to? Is it, a, is it a revenue number? Is it an income number? Like, what is it? And I think for me, uh, just reflectively here, it's the way that I want to feel. So maybe if I want to feel a certain way, what goals do I think I should set for myself that I think will deliver the way that I will feel? Uh, just kind of how I'm thinking about that right now. Because ultimately, I can come up with any goal that I want right now, and I could I could commit to it and go after it. What I want is that reassurance that it's going to deliver something that I think it will deliver when I when I achieve it. And of course, you know we know that logic has some flaws in it too. It's about the journey, right? It's about the the um, conversion of the achievement process. So that's where I can get myself tangled a little bit with like, oh, I think this end goal is going to deliver this end feeling result. But maybe it's more about like, what journey will I love? What what path will really get me to enjoy what I'm doing in pursuit of something maybe I could point to at the end of the year that I've accomplished? Yeah, no doubt. That's it. And I, I've got very specific resistance this year around putting numbers onto revenue numbers onto my onto my goal outcomes. Yeah, which is not how I normally operate. And um, wait, what, which it's not how you normally operate that you had resistance or that you would do that? I have resistance. Normally, I'm like, okay, okay well, this needs to be the revenue number. How do I back into it? Got it. Uh, trust and faith around that if I, and the word you said that is the feeling for you, the word for me is build. If I'm building or, or maybe even creating, building, I like actually a bit better. What am I building this year that I want to build? Rather than if I build this or if I do this, then I think it will give me that. And so there's, there's a lot to take from that to say to your point about the journey. If I build this thing, do I really want this built? regardless of it bringing me a specific outcome for this year. Mm. And if I think about what I'm focusing on, like that really feels good. So like I want my practice to build this out 
by this year and this this is the focus will it bring me x revenue numbers i i can see a path to that but i, I don't so I, I can i've validated it it's not like i'm trying to sell strawberries on the side of the road like it although that'd be fine but i like my what my requirements are to support my family are but perhaps that's not the road I want to go to. So there's some validation around it, but I don't want to spend too much time on that piece. I'm going, okay, yeah, it, 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 like it's feasible with the numbers. Let's just focus on actually doing it because I want to do it. Mm. And then either way, I can say I built something that I wanted to build. So I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, so, so do feelings come into play for it? Like once I have built that, then I will feel good about it or is that not really on the radar okay yeah i think i think feelings are always at the end of that cycle or the last piece in the cycle or even the start of the cycle because <laughs> it's a cycle yeah yeah so like then those feelings either they either well they reinforce beliefs or they create new ones you know? mm. um, so yeah ultimately for a feeling um have you explored do you know what that what, like what do you want to feel like so you've built something allows you to support your family etc you want to feel what i want to feel peace space uh, luxury of time you know and then yes you know, then opportunity then even more opportunity that comes from that as well so might might we might we ask right we don't want those things to only come when you think you've built it do you think you could have those things while you're building it sure i think that's how you know that you're building the thing you want to build uh-huh that's a big lesson right there right because i think that's that's the tendency is like well i'll get those things when right when, when it's built but right we know that's not the case right well yeah because you've got then you've got the tension between working in a a, uh, a box but a box that you can step in and step out of so you're not you're it doesn't have a lock on it you can get out of it and go well i'm in the box i'm working in the box so define what success is in the box and that box it might be the end of the year and a specific outcome but in order to get that specific outcome what you actually do is build the thing that you wanted to build anyway. Because you could go, I mean, that's what this is what, like if you're a pure artist, that's what artists do in, a, in any given industry, every given place, they love to, like my father-in-law is a, owns a uh, metalworking shop and has done for like four decades and he loves what he does. Loves what he does. And so you might say that he, he, like, he wins all the time because he loves what he does. But, I know that there's also some parameters which that if he had created some outcomes based on loving what he does, he'd get to do more of what he loves and in different ways. So it's always, as always, the answer is both yes and, <laughs> or it depends. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that, that just dawned on me. I think you know that you're working in the right goal or towards the right outcome if you're enjoying the journey as you go along anyway. Right. You should, you definitely should still have an outcome. Yeah. Yeah. To me, I think the takeaway so far is, uh, 
what do I want to experience on the journey? You know, and maybe the outcome comes first. Maybe I have a group of outcomes that are potential and I just pick. Well, I think this one that I want to focus on the most will allow me to have the, the most whatever, the most fun, the most peace, the most, you know, whatever I want, whatever emotion I want while I'm building it, while I'm on that journey. Yeah. I've never approached yeah. it like that before. That's that's really interesting to me. Yeah. Well, I think, think about a physical journey. If me and you said that we're gonna we're gonna go cross country, go hang out somewhere in California, and we say that's the destination, that's the outcome. Well, how do you? What sort of journey do you want? You want to drive, fly, hitchhike? Correct. <laughs> you want to? You want to direct fly it? You want to? You want to stop on ten places on the way? You know, like. There's so many ways you could experience that. Right. And just to remember that we have a choice about that. Sometimes we oh, I'll buy my plane ticket and we'll be on our way and I'll get to, from point A to point B. And all of a sudden you, you don't even remember the journey. It was just a, a blip in getting from point A to point B. And what's, what's the fun in that? Yeah. And then my mom goes to, well, in the analogy, the, the destination, the journey is like, is the milestone. Um, but in actuality, we're going somewhere, we're going somewhere to start the journey. You know, if we were, if we were going to Vegas for a conference, then we probably will be more inclined to go on a direct flight because that piece of the journey, although much longer in miles, is not what it's about. It's about the three days we'd spend at the conference and the amount mm. of, and what would be the outcome there, right? Like in same thing. So Obviously, there's fluctuations in top, like how you spend the time, how much time. Yes, yeah. but you brought up a good point. I've been thinking about this a lot without putting it the way that you did, but I want to get your thoughts on this. Like sometimes I feel once I commit to something that I might be not trapped, but that I've made, I'm, I'm committed. Like I have to do, I have to do it. So if I commit to a conference in Vegas, I have to, I have to fly on a plane and get out there. It's just something I have to do. And that frustrates me because I, if I want the freedom, what I'm doing when I'm committed to a journey is trap myself in something that I have to do. That's the way I feel about it. <laughs> right. And so I'm just wondering if there's a part of that formula where I can maneuver it and twist it around or like maybe it's just the mindset of not thinking of it like that, but um, there's something coming up there that is causing me to have that perspective. I would go back to my three levers of reflection, contrast, context, and scale. Because what is the the ultimate freedom? Is is being able to do whenever you, whatever you want with whoever you want, work on whatever it is whenever you want. So, a time, a money, a relationship, and a purpose. So your example is like, okay, there's an opportunity to go to this conference. Why am I going? Why do I want to go to this conference? There's a reason you go to this conference. Could be lots of different reasons. Could be this is a, a specific conference conference that I need to go to right now, or I'll get to go to, want to go to because it is most focused in the area that I'm focused in and growing my business. And then you keep playing with that. So okay, well, why is that important? Why do I want to grow my business in this way right now, in this time frame? 
and then you get to decide again if it's like well because of this or you might you might that might stop it and go well i don't work on i don't need to go to the conference it's not worth it to me or i'm still willing to do it because the outcome i get is valued to me valuable to me a different way or you might say that, okay yep definitely because i'm growing my business this way because i've already made a very concrete plan that i need to get to this level of my business by this point such that i can do this and it starts to grow bigger and then if i do all those things I can make those compromises about those freedoms, but if I do all those things, then I get to live the next 30 years freedom in all those areas. So what's the contrast and the context and the scale you're looking at in order to make those decisions? Changes. Mm. Right? If your life is 100% all about doing whatever you want, whenever you want, with whoever you want, however you want, then it means that you have to make compromises elsewhere. You're trading a lot of certainty for a lot of uncertainty. And if you have, you know, let's say the time flexibility in order to do whatever you want, it means you've already built the, the financial flexibility to do that. You know, maybe you've built it or you've got it somehow. Um, but there's, there's going to be something you trade off, right? Because then, then if you've got, if you're always in different places doing different things, then hard to, it's hard to build some other certainty. So like there's always a trade. Yeah. So move the levers around to see what is the right. Move the levers around, contrast, contrast, context, and scale enough that you start to move forward. That's the test, yeah. right? Like, what's the one? What, how do I need to think of it such that I stop going around in circles and like I'm, I'm free from being trapped and I can start to move? I'm unstuck. Do you obviously if we apply this to our coaching practice that we have? You have a vision at some point in the future where you're not actually doing the majority of the delivery. Like, are you oh, building yeah. your practice? Yeah. Can you tell me more of what that might look like? Yeah. Uh, so I think there's and one of the reasons I like being a pro advisor coach is that we have a community of coaches and build a community of coaches. And the idea is that like, you overflow your business uh, as an individual coach such that you become the point that there's so much interest to work with you and the systems and the impact you've had and the network you've got that you can't do it all and you can start to give it to other coaches. And after doing that for a while, you start to be able to build passively through those other coaches and you just become the lead uh, function in the funnel. And then the activity you're doing is all strategic leverage activity, going and, and talking about what you do in front of bigger and larger amounts of people and then before you even get to that place or as you are getting to place, you've still got your personal business because there's, there's not a, and then it, it flicks and you're not doing any. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be a 95.5 and a 90.10. And then so whilst you're building your own personal practice, maybe that goes from individual coaching and then trading up, trading up, trading up with the people that you're working with such as you're getting a higher billing rate. Then you might trade that for group coaching. Then you might trade that for group coaching and a couple of different masterminds, which are continuous. Then you might trade that for some sort of impact online. Then you might create some uh, leveraged products, like a, like a book or something like that, such that you can then create more outside of you as well, which then might create more network and other opportunities that way as well. And so you're growing in two different ways, uh, but there's a, there's a point where it becomes, oh, now I can see that most of my income comes not from direct coaching anymore. Hmm. Do you have a time period for when you see this for you? 
Uh, I, I did, but uh, like right now, especially this time of year, I'm I'm very hesitant to talk about anything specific around that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just doesn't feel right right now, so I want to decline that a bit. But like, I certainly got some thoughts around that. But again, it's not. It's going to be a case of working how I want to work and building what I want to build. Then essentially, right. I've won before I even started. You know, it's like the old thing, right? It's like, you know, you want to be the hero in your own movie, like here in your own, like if you, if I got this, I got that, I got that, I got that, I got all that, I got all those things, I got those things I ever wanted. What'd you do then? Well, I'll just do this. All right. So why don't you just do that now? <laughs> Whatever that is. Yeah. I just go straight to the end and do that thing anyway. Mm. So that thing might be, well, I'd build a coaching practice. Okay. Well, then build a coaching practice. If you're going to do that anyway, do it in a way which, allows you to not be stressed out through that, allows you to build it the way you want to build it without rushing through it anyway. Hmm. So Mike, you, you don't need to know the end game or what it would look like. Is that like, you're going to do what's aligned now anyway. And then that path will naturally present itself. Yeah. But the further you go, I mean, like everyone's different in how they can represent this, how much time they thought about it right, and how big their outcomes and goals are. You might be thinking such big in your particular industry or the impact you want to have in the world that it naturally has a 30-year timeline anyway. But you can say, okay, well, what do I see right now? It's like, well, this is as far as I want to see and it's it's exponential from where I am. And so that feels like it's enough, right? Yeah. Exponential function is crazy, right? So like a, if you're jumping in that, in that, in those leaps, you know, you, you'll be so far in, t- in 10 leaps, you'll be so far away from where you are right now. Just, you can't even comprehend it. That's what's so cool about yeah. it. Hmm. Wrap us up coach. All right. Yeah. Summary time here. Um, beginning of the year. It's okay to have, not have it all figured out. What <laughs> uh, we want to marry or align is enjoying the journey and the process as much as uh, the end result that you desire. And perhaps that means brainstorming a few potential end results that you think you might want and then picking or even stack ranking what's most important by whatever metric that you have. And for me, it's going to be what's the most fun I can have. What's the most peace I can have. What's the most space I can have while I build this this year or while I exercise this this year so that I'll, not only have an end result to point to in December 2024, I'll also have the experiences that I really, really enjoy along the way. It's a beautiful thing, coach. Let's go do it. Thank you for watching another episode of Truth Seekers. We appreciate your interaction. So please comment, like, subscribe to YouTube, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want more, check out some of our links. Links to our masterclass, The Achiever's Mindset. And come join our LinkedIn group. And what do you want to see more of? Remember, we're here to share the simple secrets of successful. So help us do that. What do you want to see? What do you want to see more of? Thanks. And see you again next time.